We're back for your distraction. Yes, we are. Adam, I got some big news. Really? What's that? I had another kid. Why? Why? I mean, congratulations, sir. Okay. Congratulations. Yes, I'm Kristen, sorry. my wife, gave birth to a, another daughter, Nina Marie. She was six pounds, 14 ounces. Goddamn. That's that's average. Is it? I don't know. That's I know nothing about kids. Yeah, okay. Why would I know anything about kids, Scott? Do I have so, kids? I don't have no. I don't have kids. Congratulations, sir. It's, it's very, very, very happy. Thank you. Thank you. So, without further ado, we got to introduce we our guests. Yes, we do. Back again. One of don't tell the other guests this. The man, the myth, the legend. But he's himself. one of my favorite guests we've ever he had. Is, he is. Mr. Michael T. Muha. Muha, how you doing, buddy? Hi. How's it going? Hey, thanks for I'm coming glad back. To be here. I'm glad to be here. And I'm especially glad to be here because the other guest that's here is my lovely girlfriend, Rebecca. Oh, hello, everybody. Yes, he brought his better half with him today. Yes, he so. did. Way better half. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for doing this, guys. We actually had a guest lined up at the last minute. and He's, he's, a, he's a guest we've been trying to get on for a while yeah. now. And he, 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 I guess he, he had cropped the bed. Pretty much, yeah. I guess he had other things he had to do, but <laughs> it doesn't matter though. So the show we went, must go. We went go to on. the bullpen, and we have an ace in the in the wings. <laughs> yes, we do. So, yes, we do. So here we are. So I'm really looking forward to this show. We're gonna have a good show. So Adam, let's do the beer of the show. Yes, we should. Uh, I got the beer of the show this time. It's called the Hoppiest Maximus American Style Amber Ale. Okay. I think it was the name that drew me most of all. Hoppiest Maximus. It's very, very, very Greek Roman oriented name. I, it looks like I, big uh, fan of the Roman stuff. Russell Crowe or something. On the, like a fat Russell Crowe. Not really at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he, pretty awful. He's got two dogs in front of him. I don't know why. They well, have dogs. it's from the Thirsty Dog Brewing Company. Makes sense, I suppose. We've had we've had them before. I've actually been to their brewery in Akron, Ohio. Really? Yes, I like a lot of their stuff. So it's a very it's a very hoppy beer. We've already tasted. We've been, we've been it. taking some sips of it. So. Yeah, the Hoppiest Maximus. So, let's let's kick it to our guests first. If you guys want to rate it. By the way, it's not Hoppiest. It's Hoppus. Hoppus. I, I, I was saying it wrong, too. Okay. Hoppus Maximus. If I could even read. Hoppus Maximus. So, what we do is we rate the beer on a scale of one to five. Five being the best, one being not good. Mm -hmm. And you can do half points, whatever, and talk a little bit about what you like, what you don't like. Muha, you've done this before, so I have done go this ahead. Before. Let's well, I, I'm not a real big fan of hoppy beers. Like I said, I've liked I like porters and stouts. I actually think I said that on the air the last time I was on the show. Um, but I'm not gonna deny deny the fact that it uh, that it, other people think it's good. So uh, trying it, it definitely has a pretty good flavor to it. I just don't really care for the hops. So in terms of would I drink this? No, I wouldn't. However, I'm probably gonna give it. 3.75 out of 5. Okay. Because yeah. I'm sure other people would really like it. Wow, that's higher than I thought you were going to give it. Yeah. No, I wasn't going to give it like a 2 or anything like that. Okay. Well, Becky, what do you think of it? Well, since Michael gave it a 3.75, I think I'd have to give it maybe a 4.5. Okay. You just have to one them up. One them right, up. exactly. <laughs> that and, I mean, I enjoy the hops. And I, I think it really hits the spot. So I'm going to give it a 4.5. There you go. Very good. Adam, you brought the beer. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of in Muha's camp. I'm not a big fan of the hoppiest beers. Um, 
It's not bad. It's very drinkable for me, given that I don't like hoppy beers. I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to give it a 2.5 right down the middle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it right down the middle. It's a very average beer. If you like hops, you'll love this beer. I'm sure you will. But for me personally, I don't like hoppy beers. 2.5. Scotty, you love hoppy beers. I do. I do. I'm with Becky on this one. Love hoppy beer. I do. I like mm-hmm. I like the bitter flavor. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give it I'm gonna give it a solid four. A solid, solid four, four yes. I'm gonna give it an even four out of five. Um looking at the bottle, it's kinda unique. Um it's Thirsty Dog from Akron, so they have two dogs on the bottle, but then they have this man in a horrible costume trying to look like a gladiator it's like a bad halloween costume with some gym shorts it's, underneath. it really is <laughs> that's it really what is it awful. looks like so yeah I, I, it's funny but uh i'm gonna go with four all right four so thirsty dog brewing company is the hoppus maximus the beer of the show thank you guys yes thank thirsty you. dog and akron for being the beer of the show so you guys, thanks for coming on the show. This is awesome. I, I wanted to have Luau back for a long time. Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks it. for filling in. We definitely needed you guys. So, Becky, tell us a little bit about yourself. This is your first time on the show. Have you ever done a podcast or anything before? I have not done a podcast okay. before. I did not know this was happening tonight, so I'm just kind of um, embracing the experience. Have you ever spoken in front of a microphone before, anything like that? Yes. Yes? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yes, I got a yeah. yes. Yes, I have. I did musical theater and stuff in high school. So okay, you sing? tight. No. no, I I wouldn't go that. That's a far. lie. No, she can't sing. No, it's fine. She's the one on the spot, <laughs> which is fine. But yeah. she can sing. Yeah. So. I told her when we started dating. I said, I said, get ready for the ride because it's gonna be a, it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of things we're gonna be doing. So yep. Mm-hmm. Just rolling with it. I didn't know that this was gonna be part of it. So. Yeah. Well, here we are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, where are you from originally? <laughs> I am from. Yes. <laughs> I am from a tiny town called Mars. That's because she's out of this world. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Little town called Mars. Take me back to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold's here too. Everybody. He had to stop by and say hello. He missed Muha, so he wanted to stop in. <laughs> So you're from Mars? <laughs> Will you, you take me back to Mars? <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Total recall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of great movies. Yes. Have you seen any good movies lately? I've seen yeah. some some average decent movies. Oh, really? Like some, what? Some, I, I, I went to see uh, Batman v Superman. Or Superman v. Batman, however you like to associate yourself with. Um, It was good. It was okay. Did anybody else see Batman v. Superman? I saw Batman v. Superman. You did? Okay, so... I saw it. You could call it... If you could call it seeing it, but yeah. But you you were having a baby. I was having a baby. I wanted to see it. I didn't get a chance to see it yet. I remember I texted you the last minute. I was like, very last minute. I was supposed to go with somebody else, but they didn't show up. I know you're busy with the kids and everything like that, and your wife. You want to come see it? Like, I can't do it. I got the family over. I can't do it. I couldn't do it. I wanted to. I definitely am going to see it. I want to see it. But I've, I've heard mixed reviews, so I'm curious to know what you guys say about it. I think it was worth the watch, in my opinion. 
I think it was worth the watch. It did not need to be as long as it was. They could have shaved off a half hour of that. There's a lot of stuff they could have shaved off and they could have gotten rid of. I, I, I thought it was okay. Will, what, what did you think of it? Um, <laughs> well, first off, disclaimer, Superman is my favorite fictional character of all time. I love Superman. So um, I, I'm in the, the camp. Most people hate Superman. Not me. I love him, and I will defend Superman. Um, I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I liked Man of Steel, but I have a, um, I have a serious, well, I should say multiple problems with that movie. Um, Zack Snyder should stop directing movies. And I've heard that. I, he I've should, heard that. He should be a. Um, he should be from here on out a second unit director. Do you know what a second unit director is? I they am just, unaware of the term. <laughs> you are or not? I'm not aware of the uh, term. No. What it's, is it? It's basically just an action director, but he, um, he doesn't film anything that involves the actual people, like the actual actors speaking to one another. That's the actual director. Well, one job. of the one of the problems he I can't found. Do that. <laughs> one of the problems I found with the movie. I I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm the biggest DC no knowledge guy. Like I don't I don't know tons, yeah. but I think I know enough to know that they kind of wrote the characters a little off. They kind of wrote the characters a little off. Superman felt a little off. Mm-hmm. Batman really felt a little off. By the Ben Affleck as Batman, I loved it. I loved Ben Affleck as Batman. It it, it was a decent Batman. As Batman or as Bruce Wayne? Did he? It was I, bo- like I thought both. 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 I thought definitely both. I thought that as Bruce Wayne, you definitely needed. We definitely needed more to determine whether or not he was the best Bruce Wayne. But I, in terms of Batman, I think he was up there with probably Michael Keaton. I mean, the way you have to judge it though is you got to judge it not based on he's Bruce Wayne a couple years into his career. He's yeah. been Bruce Wayne for twenty years now. He's been Batman for twenty years now. That's how long he's been doing it in this universe. So that's yeah. how he's introduced. So I, I mean. I dug parts of it, but it's one of those movies where the parts don't equal the sum at all. And Zack Snyder just needs to hire a really good uh, editor. It, it just moved around too much. Like it's one scene with Lex Luthor, then it's one scene with Lois Lane, then it's one scene with Superman, then it's one scene with Batman, then it's one scene with Lex Luthor in it again, and, and, and everything just didn't work. It was just it was just pointless to that. In one way, I, I guess you could say that you could have trimmed it down a little bit, but at the same time, though, it I liked. I, I wasn't bored, but I constantly I was like, "When are we going back to what happened with Superman over here? We've been on Lex Luthor for five minutes, and all of a sudden we shifted." There's one particular moment. This isn't really spoiler territory, but there's one particular moment where the movie's going where it's going, and Bruce Wayne's like looking up to find out what's going on with Wonder Woman, and then all of a sudden they're randomly together in some pl- in some place looking at some item that I've never seen before in any other DC comic or DC movie. Do you think, and though, that was, they're... That I just didn't get what was going on. The smart thing to do, though, that particular item that you're talking about would be to introduce that into the Wonder Woman movie. That oh, do. That yeah. would be the smart thing to do, and then that would be a good callback. And if yeah, they do that, then, then, well, then it'll kind of fix that problem. But I see where, you go. I see where yeah. you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it just... Like, I'm sure they're going to bring it up in the Wonder Woman movie, but they're doing it the wrong way. Like... You have to, it, you have to get people invested into the characters before all of a sudden you start throwing in callbacks and everything. That's what Marvel does so well. She's never seen any of the Marvel movies except for what Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that's the only one you saw. Mm-hmm. And so Guardians is kind of like on its own little thing, and it's only like tangentially related yeah. to the other movies. But like 
if I got her to watch Captain America Civil War in a couple of weeks, she's going to have no idea about anything because she hadn't seen any of the other movies. And the way that Batman v Superman plays out, it plays out that way. But no one else has ever seen any of the other movies except for Man of Steel. And Man of Steel only is a short callback at the very beginning of the movie when Superman and Zod are fighting and destroying yeah. everything in Metropolis. I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp of, I don't know how you feel about this, but I've heard a lot of other people talk about this. I'm tired of seeing the Superman and Batman origin story. I'm sick and tired of seeing it. We know, for the most part, you know, most people know, spoilers, Bruce Wayne's parents are killed in an uh, armed robbery, okay? I mean, that's not and a spoiler, mugging. Everybody I know, I know, that. I'm just saying. But I mean, I, I'm not, it's not really a spoiler. In the beginning of the movie, that's how they started out, okay? They start out by showing you like, just a quick, it's not a very long sequence, but they show you the origin story of Batman once again i'm kind of tired of seeing it i i know the story i've seen it done many 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 times unless you're going to show me something new I think, I think you know the don't you know the origin story of batman uh probably not no no okay so an armed robber so his parents and him walk out of a movie theater an armed robber walks up and uh tries to grab um basically his dad's wallet and his mom's pearls in the process, he shoots them both, kills them in front of him, and then the guy runs away. And so mm-hmm. he essentially sees his mom and dad murdered in the street. Okay. Got it. So, but in the Batman v Superman movie, I had a particular issue, because this is the very beginning of the movie, so this is really the spoilers. But if you notice, there is a little change in the difference of the origin story. In every origin story, in every single Batman movie, Thomas Wayne just gets gunned down, and then Martha gets gunned down, okay? Yeah. But Thomas Wayne attempts to throw a punch in Batman v Superman. Like, he pulls back like he's going to pop the guy with the gun, and the guy with the gun fires first. And I was like, that that doesn't work. Because the whole point is that Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne are completely ambushed and they get gunned down in the street. They don't even have time to react. And that's why Batman freaks out so or Bruce Wayne freaks out so much because that he's literally with his two loving parents and then they're just taken away from him in an instant and there's no there's no reaction at all. There's I'm, just nothing. I'm with you on that. I don't yeah, to me that's like a Greedo shooting first. It, it, like, it, it, that's how I felt. That's how I totally felt. Greedo shooting first is, is a Star Wars reference. <laughs> <Okay>. that's, <laughs> Han Solo Han Solo shot and killed a guy, hunting an alien guy hunting him down because he owed money to Jabba the Hutt, that big fat Yeah, I, okay. I know who okay. that is. Um, and but then George Lucas changed it in like the nineties, and he had Greedo shoot first to ident- to basically show that Han Solo wasn't a murderer. Gotcha. But Han Solo was a murderer. He, was, he yeah. killed Greedo first. He was a yeah. scruffy looking nerf herder. Yeah, that's what he was. Nerf herder. Um, yeah. Yeah, and there's. What was the guy's? Was it Joe Cool? Was that what was his name? Yeah, that was uh, yeah Joe. I think it was Joe Cool that that guy who actually murdered. Yeah, and his there parents. was other comics I've read that there's conspiracy conspiracy theories. It wasn't a robbery gone bad. It was actually an assassination yeah. for you know, the higher ups and the higher enterprises. Yeah. And they, but, the comics did a lot of that. Yeah, they did do that. Stuff. So I mean, you never know. But I don't know if I like the whole Thomas Wayne throwing the punch. That's, yeah. That's yeah, hooky to me. It, it 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 was it. I was okay with it until I thought about it later. But it did. 
when I was watching it, I was just like, that is a Zack Snyder move right there. Like, Zack Snyder has to, like, he has to, like, in, infuse his, his, like, directing style and his, like, almost like his belief structure. Like, if you've seen 300, did you ever see 300? I have seen 300. Yeah, he yes. directed, uh, he yeah. directed 300. <laughs> so 300, I like 300. I do but, too. But mm-hmm. 300 is, you have to take 300 completely separate from like the actual history and treat it as it yeah. is. Like I look at it not as like a standard like Gladiator, for example. We were talking about Russell Crowe with this guy right here. Gladiator, I could look at Gladiator and completely think that this happened in real life, except that they didn't speak with Eng- they didn't speak with English or Australian accents. Okay, but 300, you can't think that because just the way the style is and yeah. all that stuff. But if you think about it from the perspective of it's a moving Frank Miller comic book as it was originally a comic book, I'm looking at it and thinking, well, that's a really interesting alternate history take on the Battle of Thermopylae. But th- that movie is so hyper, like, it's hypersexualized. It's also hyper violent. And I feel like that Thomas Wayne punch is him trying to infuse that hyper violence like i'm gonna get you but i'm gonna die in the process like that heroic thing that's the whole reason why batman becomes batman because thomas wayne gets wiped out in the street and it's not heroic he's brutally murdered he doesn't have a chance to save the day we know that the persians didn't have armies of mutant monsters that's not something yeah. that they had historically. Oh, yeah. But we're okay with it because yeah. it was awesome. It's entertaining. Yeah, but, exactly. But, yeah. But as far as the Batman, it's it's something we've seen before. And yeah. we don't want it changed on us. Well, well, that, but if you... You can't change certain origin stories. Like, I'm a huge comic book nerd. You can't change Superman. You can't change Batman. You can't change Spider-Man. You can change Iron Man. They did change Iron Man. Tony Stark got caught in a cave... Or it wasn't even a cave. He was captured by Vietnamese during the Vietnam War. And so they just updated it, moved it to a cave. They changed it. You can't change Batman. You can't change Superman. And you can't change Spider-Man. Uncle Ben dies. Without Uncle Ben dying, Spider-Man doesn't exist. So you can't change it any other way. I mean, they changed... They changed the Viet Cong to pretty much ISIS. Yeah, pretty pretty much. It was okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But you can't change those guys. Um... Uh, Captain America, you really can't change because it's too tied to the uh, World War II story. But but when you think about all these other characters, you can change the origin story of Blade. I mean, let's be real here. You could yeah. alter that a little bit. You could alter the story of Wolverine. Of course, no one really knows what the origin story of Wolverine it's all made really up. I mean, was. It's all, yeah. it, it's all like, it, well, one story is different from the other. But Batman... He has amnesia. He knows what it is. Yeah. Batman, Thomas, and Martha Wayne die. Superman... Uh, he comes down from the planet Krypton. He's the last son. He's raised by two people in Smallville, Kansas. There you go. Uh, and Spider-Man, Uncle Ben dies. You can't change. I will those. say. I will say. I was not a big fan of the way they wrote a lot of the characters. I don't remember. I said this before, but it felt like Superman didn't really feel like your classic Superman to a certain extent. I, I didn't mind that as much, but Batman. It seemed like every time they clashed, every time Batman came against Superman. They didn't feel like the superheroes we know for whatever reason. They didn't feel like Batman did not feel like your intelligent 
uh, calm, collective, detective character. He felt like I'm the bully. You're the you're the creepy alien from another world, and I'm gonna be racist and try and kill you. I so, had yeah, I had I'm a I'm a man of steel apologetic. I've I like that movie an awful. Lot. I love I, lo- I like that movie. I like that movie an awful lot, and I've had debates with people about it because these people hate Superman, and I just love Superman. Man of Steel is the Superman of the 21st yeah. century. If if, if I, a dude came down with the powers that he has, the, the world would freak out. Uh, and as a result, he would freak out because the world isn't it, it isn't gumdrops and sugar bum sugar plum fairies like it was when Christopher Reeve was Superman back in the, se- in the 1970s, 1980s. The world would be really freaked out right now and now, granted, they could have done some things better with Man of Steel, but uh, at the same time, though, anyone who who tells me that, well, Superman is just too dark or too grim, I thought it was a reflection of the world around Superman. The, way the it- world is too dark. The world's too cynical. But, and then this is where I'm going to get to, and I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, want, I really want to get this point out. Batman v. Superman. Batman v. Superman had a duty and an obligation to write... Superman and make Superman the Superman he was like the Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. Okay. You have you have everybody hate Superman. Mm-hmm. Then he then the, the end of the movie Superman saves the day. Everybody should love Superman and Superman should be the hero he was. And they didn't do it. They treated him like he's dark and that he doesn't give he doesn't give two craps well, about anybody. If you, if you, I'm, the alternate point is, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but you're going to know what I'm going to mention. The end of the movie, the way yeah. the movie ends, it ends kind of like a Superman thing where he... It does. He, he say... Well, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it. I can't spoil it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Well, like He kind of ends it that way to a well, certain extent. He, if, if he, if the he third, doesn't have to do okay. what he did, but okay. he did it if anyway. The, if the next movie with him in it, everybody loves Superman, and he becomes the Superman we all know and love... Then that's great for that movie, but Batman v Superman, I just felt like it was overpowered, or it was Batman with a suit of armor and Batman. It's overpowered. It was just two dark figures running at each other, and that bothered me. I was hoping that Superman would be treated as at least a little bit more of like a like the heroic figure that he should be treated as because someone made a good point. Marvel comics characters are the are the heroes that you relate to, but DC comic characters are the heroes that you look up to. And I fully believe that. There are only a handful of DC character DC comic characters that actually mean anything to me, which are pretty much just the justice the core members of the Justice League. Which Those, I was not. A, I was not a fan of the way they shoehorned him in there. Nah, that you know, was horrible. The way it was they, pretty. It was pretty. It, bad. That's not a spoiler because everybody knew that there at some point you were going to see all the members of the Justice League introduced. Yeah, I was it, not a fan of the way they did it. It was pretty bad. Like when you look at Marvel characters, really, in my opinion, the only character you can really honestly look up to is Captain America, who's my favorite Marvel character. But everyone else has. Everyone else has, has like major like character flaws in him. Like Tony Stark's an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine, he doesn't get along with anybody, and he essentially can live forever. You could go down a line. Spider Man's a nerd. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a nerd. I'm a nerd, but uh, you know, it, it, everybody has something you relate to. But like the Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, these are all like iconic characters that you can't really relate to, and you shouldn't relate to them. You should look up to them, but when you can't portray them the right way, 
it loses its flair. It loses its edge, and that's the problem. So, but enough about me. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I liked what you said about if Superman came today, that's to the United I, States I of mean, America. I, I how it would how it would change? How it would I mean. We have politicians that might want to try to build a wall in the sky so aliens can't come down from Krypton, but in all realistically, they, yeah. they, I was I was a big fan. I I defend Man of Steel too. I absolutely yeah. defend that movie because everybody was sitting there saying like, "Oh my God!" Like it's it was such a bad Superman movie. All the destruction, the city was destroyed. All this everything, and I thought to myself, if you had this super powerful, super fast, super strength being that came down. And then you had three to four other beings that came down and took him on in a fight. What do you think is going to happen? He was Superman. What do you think is going to happen? He was Superman for a day. A day in the movie. Well, maybe not a day, but... but not even just that. If you're, if you're it, taking a couple days. These, if you're taking on these other beings that have the similar superpowers, there's going to be a lot of destruction. There's going to be a yeah, lot of shit going on. Absolutely. Shit's going to go down. I'm yeah. sorry. It's going to uh-huh. go down. So... Yep. I, I I defend that movie first to a certain extent. I defend. Oh, yeah, that movie. I like it. I, I like I liked it quite a bit. I mean, it had some problems, but every movie has its problems, unless it's um, you know, like something like Saving Private Ryan or Lincoln or basically a Spielberg movie that I really like or the Shawshank Redemption. Her dad's a big fan of the Shawshank Redemption. I love the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, it's a great movie, but some of, there there are perfect movies out there, but they're few and far between. That just came on Netflix recently. I know it did. <laughs> I know it did. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. What would you consider a perfect movie? Are those examples of what you? Those, I I those would I would movies? I would consider. Um, I think another perfect movie would be. I think the perfect action movie is Captain America: Winter Soldier. I think that's that the, was a good movie. That I think it's the perfect movie. action movie. It it, it has it has a, a clear story. It's not just full of just nonsense, you know, like your traditional, like, like Fast and Furious is nice, but it's kind of fluff. But like when you have an action movie that makes you think you hate Fast and Furious, you don't like Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, yeah, see, they're, they're fluff. They're gimmicky. Well, they are gimmicky. Yeah, of course they are. But, uh, they're, they're fluff, but like, like I love Saving Private Ryan. I love that movie. Um, I substance. Yes. Well, you want substance. Like. Perfect is always in the eye of the beholder. I think she's perfect, yeah. but you obviously think your wife's perfect. You know, and you have a girlfriend? No, I'm single. Uh, oh, you're single. I'm okay. single, ladies. Ladies. <laughs> ladies, Adams Silvis is single. Um, uh, what's, what's your phone number? <laughs> it is. I'll, I'll put. I'll put it. I'll put it over right now. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but um, I think the perfect movie, perfect's in the eye of the beholder. But you you have to look at movies though as like you have to look at you have to compare them with one another. Like The Godfather, The Godfather is a perfect movie. It, just it is, is. It is. The acting, the plot, the the pacing, everything is perfect. The dialogue is well fantastic. Balanced. Well balanced. Yeah, everything's everything's perfect with that movie. I mean, some people might like romantic comedies, like When Harry Met Sally is a fantastic movie. I I wouldn't say it's perfect by any means, but. You know, it, it's, a, it's a personal there, preference. There, there, there personal is a preference. personal preference to, to perfection, although I do think that when it comes to things like movies, there are certain ones that you just can't not like, like you, or, lo- or you can't not not love it. You have to. There's movies that are far from being perfect, but you have a special place in your heart. Absolutely. Just, like, a favorite movie can be 
nowhere near the perfect movie. Starship Troopers is not a perfect movie by Something any way. Something about Starship any Troopers. Something way. about that film. It's so charming. It is. It is, though. <laughs> I like I watching I lo- it. I love Starship Troopers. It's, so it's fantastic. Yes. I think I think it's fantastic, but it's so flawed I th- and so. I think one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever with a similar director is RoboCop, mm-hmm. the original RoboCop, not the new one, the newer one. The new the, one was it was all right. Yeah, yeah. Take, I, I, all right. if you take the original RoboCop, Starship Troopers, take them for what they are. They they're great. They're oh just, yeah, you know. oh yeah. RoboCop is fantastic, and it's a hidden satire. It's a satire completely, and so is Starship Troopers. Starship, yeah. It, yeah, Starship Troopers has a lot of really funny, really like quirky, really like, campy, and really like subverting humor, like with like the military industrial yeah. complex and stuff. It's really killer. The propaganda I, videos, that they yeah, just, that, like, those are oh, great. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, it's really killer. What about you? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to ask you what What do you think the perfect movie? What's you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. What's your What's some of your favorite films? That's that's some a good read on people. Some of my it favorite is. films. Yeah, it's tough to pick just one. Oh, it is. It is. I'm a big fan. If we're going like, I don't even know if you could call it like an older movie, but I really like A League of Their Own. Oh, mm-hmm. fun story about A League of Their Own. I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast. That film was filmed in Pittsburgh. Oh, no and way. Yes, a lot, a lot of movies are. Mm-hmm. And back in the 80s when it was filmed, my mother lived in Pittsburgh and she was a, an aerobics instructor at a club down there and she went out dancing that night and danced with Tom Hanks. Really? Oh, that's, awesome. that's really cool. was there filming. Can she prove it? She tells the story. I've heard this story a million <laughs> times. We had to get her on the show. She'll tell the story. It's That's awesome. Pretty I want pictures. Awesome. I want pictures. That's what yeah. I want. Picture didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, what else you like? know i like everything you know i've seen, i have the shawshank redemption memorized because of my dad all those movies everything alien predator i love alien mm-hmm. i love alien I love aliens i can't <laughs> wait i i haven't done uh any research on it recently but they're supposed to be bringing back the alien movies as they were originally with the original Ripley, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with that. I, I like this movie too. I really like Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in Predator? <laughs> who's in Predator? Yeah. Go, run, run, go, get to the chopper, go, get out of here, go, Oh yeah, him. I was talking about Carl Leathers. <laughs> oh, Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Boom, their hands collide. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, that's the perfect time to, to take our first break. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on to your seats and get to the chopper, and we'll be right back. <laughs> And we are back with For Your Distraction. How's it going, Scott? Hey, good. Good. So let me ask you a question, Scott, and this goes for you guys as well. How do you feel about dreadlocks? Like a... Like dreads, you know. Like a Rasta? Yeah, like a Rastafarian thing. Yes. No worries. No worries, right? No worries. You know who does have some worries, though? Who? Uh, People of other races that uh, love dreadlocks. 
What do you mean? Basically, all right, there's an epidemic going on. I don't know if anybody knows about an epidemic. I, I consider wow. it an epidemic. It's, wow. it's everywhere, okay? The dreadlock epidemic. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of white guys that are being approached by African-Americans, black people, however you want to phrase your political correctness. And basically, they're going up to saying, that's our culture. You can't wear that because that belongs to us. You're stealing our culture. That's that's what's going on, and it, it's it's the most ridiculous, in my opinion, the most ridiculous argument ever. Because if you Wikipedia dreadlocks, dreads have existed in history way before black people uh, had them. Ancient I mean, Egyptians? yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Ancient Egyptians had them. So, so, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Me? Yeah, you. I'm talking yeah, to you, Scott. I, I feel like America is a melting pot. I feel like we don't really have our own piece of culture it's all assimilated from other people's cultures i don't feel like you should say that belongs to one race and not to another i mean everybody wears blue jeans right yeah <laughs> blue jeans were that started like the cowboys in the old west pretty much and i've seen african-american people wear blue jeans quite often <laughs> but could we say hey those are ours because we're white folk i mean according to them apparently we can so <laughs> See, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree with that either. I absolutely do yeah. not agree with that in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. What do you guys think? Yeah. Go ahead, Becky. Oh, um, I think it's kind of. It all comes down to a matter of personal preference. I mean, if you want to wear dreads in your hair, do it. Whatever floats your boat. I mean, it really doesn't affect me in my life. So. I feel like it's a thing that's going on where people just don't have anything to argue about. So they're kind of like. That white Ooh. guy's got dreadlocks. That's a black thing. That makes that doesn't make me mad, but I'm gonna find a way to make it make <laughs> me mad about it. So that's kind of how I feel like it is. Yeah, I mean, my position's kind of the same as Becky's. Um, I don't really care what you do with your body <laughs> to who or to anyone, unless it impacts me somehow or other people in a negative way. Just because, um, and what I mean by that is, I mean. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not like being offended by something necessarily, but like actually impacting someone's like human rights. Yeah. Because I, you can, you can take this slippery slope a lot further. So that's why I'm cutting it off at the pass and saying like impacting human rights. I have the right to wear my hair however I want to, and I should be able to do that. And the fact is, is that you complaining about the way I wear my hair. I have my hair. Now, I don't have dreadlocks, obviously. I don't, couldn't grow my I hair. I think you look good in dreads. I, I was really, thinking you could think the uh, I think the, the judges would really love that. <laughs> yeah. I should I should get, like, the star tattoo, like, right by my eye. Yeah. I have multiple clients that have those. So I should there probably, yeah, out. teardrops. And I have the neck tattoos, too, you know. Um, Only God can judge. Hey. <laughs> I was thinking about except this one. except for St. John Yates, uh, Wallace, and well, Dobson, so they, <laughs> they can judge. they can judge too. <laughs> can judge too. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I look at it like uh, I like I I don't really I, I get the whole the idea where they're where they're coming from there. Like they want recognition because of the fact that their culture has been. Um, looked down upon by other sects of or not sex but like other form other society areas of society you know in the south and whatever but in the grand scheme of things though it's like 
It's Shouldn't all, you be proud that someone who's not a member of your race that is culturally appropriating something that is of your race if it actually was of your race? I mean, for example, I play the banjo. I'm not very good at it, but the banjo originally and it was originally uh, an instrument that was used by African Americans that were slaves in the South. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I think I'm honoring that that idea of playing that instrument because that instrument is important in american culture because it's part of bluegrass music i'm a big fan of bluegrass music and it's a big it's a it was a big thing in the you know in appalachia where my people were from yeah yeah when they came when we came to america they settled in appalachia so it's like that's you know I'm, i'm i'm kind of taking up that mantle and so is it culturally appropriating i mean i suppose but isn't like you said, America's a melting pot. Like we're all in it together. And when we start separating each other and start blaming each other for other things that have really have nothing to do with like human rights. And I can segue this into like the whole gay rights um, thing, because that to me is a whole different ball game because now you're dealing with human rights of individual people that live with us. There's no human right to have your culture the way you want everyone else to believe your culture or or have your culture like i i can do whatever i want with my own life but when my own life when my rights impact your rights that's when you should have a problem with me not me wearing dreads and walking down the hallways because we're you're talking about that video yeah in that video I, yeah. san francisco state now i will I, now one thing that people don't realize is san francisco state is one of the most liberal universities in the entire world let alone america so if you saw that in places like duke university or even where i went to college or undergrad or grad school that would be a problem but san francisco state i bet you this has been going on for decades I'm sure. Yeah. I, I I think Americans are overly sensitive. That's what I think. They're overly sensitive about bullshit. I think if you're really that worried that you're going to stop somebody in the middle of the street or something like that and give them a lecture about how you can't wear dreads because you're white and that's a black thing, maybe you need to get a job. You got too much time on your hands. Maybe. I mean, if, if you're really going to be worried about little things like that in the world, maybe you have way too much time to get a hobby. I think, you know, that that's kind of how I think it is. I mean, I I won't go as far as to say that I think we're overly sensitive, although I do. No, I, we I think, are. Well, I we think, are. We I, calm down, Donald Trump. We are. <laughs> it's not that I, bad. I think I think I think that we that that we could be, but I want to I I, I my personal opinion is is that I think you, before we start um, before we start thinking people as overly sensitive, I think we should understand their point of view and then make a judgment call after that. Like, for example, I don't like the idea of just posting a video and then having the video without having that woman explain herself. Like, I would like to hear why why she's saying what she says. And if she gives a response that I think is pretty like for, for pretty stupid then at that point i'm going to say something that's the but attorney like, in you, you well it, it, yeah it, it is the attorney in me and it's also the politician in me too though because i'm looking at this and i'm thinking if there is a serious problem here i'd like to hear it i mean right from just re- watching the video i'm looking at it and i'm thinking that's a really dumb thing to, to complain about and for me the problem wasn't necessarily her complaining it's her grabbing him 
and like at, like forcing him to answer questions in front yeah. of her. Like he's not beholden to her at all. Like that to me was the biggest problem. It was just like, why don't you just leave the guy alone? Like you're almost yeah. like you're in a way bullying him. Even I don't though, have a problem with her being mad about it. If she's gonna be mad about, it, be mad about it. Yeah. If you, but what I'm saying is, if you're gonna go out of your way to go like how you just said, if you're gonna go out of your way to grab me, like I need to talk to you about what you think is right in this country. It's like you're bored. Yeah, you're yeah, fucking bored. Yeah, you're bored. I just, I the only issue for me is I don't want that. That I agree with you, but I don't want that to be the viewpoint of people when we complain about things that actually do matter. Like because that same response comes out of people's mouths. It, I'll tell you right now. I wrote a letter to the editor and Sharon Harold. It got published a couple weeks ago. The reason why I wrote that was because there was somebody in there who complained about black people and brown people not having jobs and and protesting at the Trump rally that happened over in Youngstown. Was that Bill that, Cosby? <laughs> Bill Cosby? Yeah, Bill Cosby. Did you guys not ever hear that uh, thing where Bill Cosby said black people need to take responsibility for oh, their own yeah, actions? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was supposed to be really funny, but you guys left oh, me hanging. I, re- okay. I remember. Well, when I think of Bill Cosby now, I think he's a date rapist. That's, but, yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> got that's that's I now. But, but anyway, I wrote a letter to the editor attacking that guy. I read because, it, by the way. Thank you. And I, and, I, and I attacked that guy because that's exactly what's wrong with politics today is – when you start making comments and saying, "Well, they're black and brown, they have," and they're they're arguing against Trump, they have to be unemployed or unemployable. You know, they're on welfare. They're a bunch of moochers. Like that kind of mentality is the really wrong way to say it. Because I agree with you from this from this particular yeah. case, but if you if you extrapolate that out, like, you no, know, they're protesting because Donald Trump is scary, <coughs> not because. They don't have jobs, and they they want to be on, uh, moochers on the government, and and that's all I, I want to say about that is is that these people protest because of the fact that Donald Trump is crazy, and a lot of his supporters are crazy. A lot of his supporters aren't. They're sick and tired of the same old politics, and I agree with them. That's the one like positive thing about Donald Trump is. He's stirring in this this idea that we want we need to change politics. It's just that when he starts talking about I want to kick all the Muslims out and Mexicans are rapists, that's when I'm like, dude, you lost me. Totally. I completely agree. I had a friend who had dreadlocks. Really? Yes, I did. He uh, was part Puerto Rican, part Irish Catholic. So he... Yeah, he, he came into school one day. He went through phases. He tried to be like a, a 50s greaser. And he, oh. he he tried to like wear clothes from Goodwill all the time like for a while. But he came in with dreadlocks. And we're like, dude, you got dreads? He's like, yeah, man, it's my culture. We're like, well, you're not Jamaican. You're Puerto Rican. But, he, I mean, this kid was white. He really was. His dad was, <laughs> like I said, Irish. So he was very white. He just had some Puerto Rican in his blood. And... He probably rocked these dreads for a good week. And then he said, I'm never getting rid of them, never getting rid of them. He comes in one day, they're gone. We're like, whoa, what happened to the dreads, man? He goes, yeah, he's like, I'm too white. I I can't grow them. I got dandruff the size of communion wafers. So I don't know about this guy in the video from San Francisco, but maybe it was a hygiene thing. I I don't know. I've never tried to, to grow some dreads, but thinking about it. Me too. I'm thinking about it too. Maybe thinking next time it. we record, you're going to send me some, some nifty dreads. Yeah. I can't wear dreads. I said nifty, so I can't do it. Yeah, who else plays the banjo? Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. He does. 
He's a he's an excellent banjo player. Mm-hmm. I wish I did something cool like that. I tried to pick up the kazoo for a while. I realized that's not- <laughs> I I don't really play the banjo. I have one. I'm really terrible, so I wouldn't even call it playing the banjo. It's merely attempting to play. It's strumming. So, You're strumming. Yes. I want to hear Rainbow Connection. That's that's what oh, I want to hear. Magical. <laughs> On the banjo or the Kermit impression? On the banjo. Can you do the Kermit impression? Oh yeah, I can do a Kermit impression. Okay. Right I was talking about playing the song on the Kenny Loggins on the banjo, but, oh. but why are there so many songs about rainbows? What's on the other side? Okay, that's great. You need to learn the song yeah, now on I the banjo do. and yeah. sing it. Oh my God, that's that's gold right there. <laughs> yeah, it's a that's, gold record. That is gold. So you went down. You went down the path, Muha. I politics. Are we gonna go down this road We're again? We're doing it. We have him here every time. Oh, no. Muha comes on, which this is the second time, I guess. <laughs> it's like politics, politics, politics. You know, we were talking about Batman v Superman. I'm like, you know, we're gonna steer clear of politics. Muha brought it up. It's kind of a big deal right now. Oh, so now it's... we can bl- we can blame Muha about it then. Okay. Okay. Muha, we'll politics. Yeah. Who who are you endorsing for the uh, 2016 election? Huh? He already did that. Hillary Clinton. Okay. Me too. That was my only curiosity. But it, but it, 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 again, uh, Joe Biden has my heart. He's not running, but I love Joe Biden. So I would, Hillary Clinton. Now I will say, last time you ran was quite a while ago. Yeah. And you made the prediction that the Republican nominee would be Marco Rubio. I did. You you were wrong. I was totally wrong. So now now who do you think? What's um. I would say, I would say as of right now, it's either Donald Trump. I I would take Donald Trump over the field, but if you ask me to pick the field, I would say Paul Ryan, and I'll tell you why. One, I don't think he's going to get the delegates, Trump. Two, after the first ballot, he's not going to have the delegates, so he'll go to a second ballot. All those other de- delegates will go, will be unbound. They'll go whoever they want to. They'll go to somebody else. And in my opinion, they'll go to probably Paul Ryan. I don't think I, there's a video you could probably look on Twitter. Um, New York Republicans ha- had Ted Cruz, and it was awful. He would get up, he got up there and spoke. Everybody's clanging dishes. They're all walking around talking to other people. Like it was horrible. And so Ted Cruz is not as toxic as Donald Trump. But he's pretty damn close. Pretty close. And so I think that if it ain't Trump, it's Paul Ryan. And Paul Ryan can say it till a day is long. He doesn't want to be president. He said the exact same damn thing about he didn't want to be the Speaker of the House. And look at him now. He's Speaker of the House. The dogs are barking. Is there there something wrong if they're barking? They do that. They always do that. Your neighbors don't get pissed off? Yeah, I was going to say your neighbors don't get angry? No. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. All right. Yeah, whatever. That's a weird thing. Yeah. I see I said this months ago, months and months and months ago, whenever Donald Trump first started running, everybody's like, Oh, you know, it's 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 just a thing. It's he's not gonna get picked, he's not gonna get high up there. People are gonna be smart enough not to go for him. I said it months ago, just just watch the way the American people vote. I guarantee he's either he's either going to be the Republican nomination or he's gonna be damn close. He's gonna be damn close. Close. He's going to be close. It's up to California at this point. Because the Northeast, if they go the way everyone's expecting it, like the Nate Silver types, he's going to be close. 
but California, they're what they're doing in California because California is really weird. Cruz and all and in Kasich, they're all trying to pick off individual congressional districts to prevent Trump from getting that magic number. He might be like 30 short, but he won't have it. And so that's going to be the issue is they're going to be so close, but they're not going to be there yet. And yeah, I just I as of right now, it's Trump or bust. And right now I'm leaning toward Trump getting that nomination. But if he doesn't get it. I, I don't think any of them are going to get it. I think Paul Ryan's going to get it. Even though he just said that he's not yep. going to accept it. Yep. Hey, he did it for this. He did it for Speaker of the House, too. Mm-hmm. He wants to be president. He just, I think he wants to be president on his own terms. But if they're looking for a nominee and they don't have a nominee and it's Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, or nobody, he's going to he's gonna step up and, and do it, I think. Even though he kind of probably knows that he won't win this way. Could he use this as a stepping stone? I think he has a. I think he has a pretty good shot of winning it. Really? Huh? I do. I do. And the reason why I do is because he can portray himself completely different than the Donald Trump, Ted Cruz folks can can do for their candidates. Would Donald Trump run third party? And it would be awfully tough for him to do that because a lot of the states you can't run third party now. Like you have to. You, you basically have already had to try to get ballot access. The Pennsylvania states, those kind of states, you can get access because I don't think you can. I think you're able to get access until like September 1st or so before as an independent. But a lot of these other states, it's too late. Like if you're not on the third party ballot for uh, the for the pri- or for the general election by now, you can't get on. So Donald Trump, he might be able to run as a third party, but he might only be able to run in 25 states. So he ain't going to win. Would he do that just to... I don't know if he would. If I was Don- if I was Donald Trump, it would all depend on how I how I lost that nomination. If I lost it fair, if I lost it fair and square cuz I just didn't get the numbers. I don't I mean he didn't. He just didn't. But if all of a sudden there's all this backbiting and backroom smoke-filled room, backroom deals, and he starts getting his delegates taken away from him, and un- unfairly so. Yeah, I think he probably would, and I think he probably should make a point. Make a point. He'd probably get a lot of voters. He probably would. How about on the Democrat side? Bernie's I, won, like, seven of the last eight? I think it's clear that it's Hillary at this point, and I think the reason why is just the delegates aren't. I mean, Bernie Sanders won, is winning a lot of states, but he's winning small states. He's winning caucus states. And then Hillary is winning the superdelegates. The superdelegates aren't going to switch over. Like the Bernie people all think he's going to, that they're going to. They're not going to. They're going to stick by Hillary. And then for, on top of that, what you're also seeing here is you're also seeing that these the bigger states like Texas, Ohio, um, Oh, well, there was Texas and Ohio were the two big ones for Hillary. Florida, too. Florida, yeah. They all went big for Hillary. And because they have a lot of delegates, they just shift the delegates over. And there's no way, there's no way that Bernie can compete. Like he wins Wisconsin or he wins Wyoming. Who cares? Wyoming doesn't have nowhere near the delegates that uh, Ohio, Texas, or Florida does. That's why she's so far ahead because she won the big states by a large margin. The question is, what happens with New York? What happens with PA? What happens with um, uh, New Jersey? Uh, but if you look at all the polls, she's beating the crap out of him in those states. He's she's up 
15 points at least in most of those states. She was up big in Michigan and ended up losing that. That's true. She was up in Michigan and she ended up losing. But, again, I, I just I don't see it. I don't see it at all. She's got the super delegate lead. She's got a lead right now. And, and another thing, too, is I, I see these memes pop up on Facebook all the time. And they're always saying, like, Bernie's going to steal. The election's being stolen from Bernie. You do realize that Hillary Clinton not only leads in delegates, she also leads in popular vote. So, I mean, if if it's if she's winning in delegates and she's winning in popular vote, she's she's not stealing the election. He she's winning the election, fair and square. If Bernie Sanders wanted to win this election, maybe he'd have a more dedicated and a more um, um, what's organized volunteer base in these in some of these early states. That really killed him. Texas, Ohio, and Florida really killed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Pennsylvania's coming up. That's our our state here. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Trump it. Trump and Hillary will win. The polls show that Trump and Hillary are up big. Trump will win the West. Kasich will win the East. Trump will get some in the East. They'll kinda they'll kinda counteract and Trump will win. Because Trump will get more in the East than Kasich will get in the West. And then Trump will win. Uh, Hillary, I think, will win. Um, the polls show that that she'll win. Um, and I, I think it's going to be Trump-Hillary. If it's going to be if it's if it's going to be clear cut, it will be Trump and Hillary. If it's not clear cut, it will be someone from that Republican realm. I'm saying Paul Ryan versus Hillary. So Hillary's got. I, I I just don't see it. I, I the math just isn't there for Bernie. It's just not there. And you could look at all the models in the world, like Nate Silver's models, and it, all the polls are just showing in her favor. He might win what maybe like one or two more states from here on out. Like he might win New Mexico, which is like the last state. He might win you know another one here and there. But like California, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, like all these states. They're all going to fall by the wayside for Hillary. Connecticut, I think, is going to... The last time I saw a polls for Connecticut, Hillary was up. Maryland, she's up in Maryland. I mean, they're all falling. Virginia was the other state. She won Virginia by a big margin. So that, that again, a lot of delegates, they went her way. You can't... I mean, the math is just isn't there for him. Well, we'll see, I guess. I, yep. uh, I'm going to vote for Hillary. I'm going to mm-hmm. vote for her. I just feel like... I really like Bernie. I do. I like Bernie, too. Mm-hmm. I just... I get irritated with his supporters sometimes. And it's not him. It's his supporters. Yeah. Those... Oh, God. We talked about them on the show before. Yeah, we have. We have. <laughs> they are just like the... You know, the... Feel the burn people that if they don't get their way, they want to watch the world burn. Yeah. No pun intended. Actually, it was. But <laughs> that was a little bit. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're, they're, so, yeah. I mean, it's... it's. I just... I can't... I just... I can't stand the people who... They See, they they want they want Bernie so bad that they're willing to get rid of their principles and not vote or even vote for a third party in the in the prime in the general. Well, guess what? You do that now. All of a sudden, it's President Trump, and everything that you believe in is now up for grabs. Or it's President Cruz, and everything you believe in is now gone. Because now Bruce Bader Ginsburg's out as Supreme Court because she's already like 85 years old. Stephen Breyer is said to retire in the next few years. Now you've got Ted Cruz-like guys in the Supreme Court 
They're just going to ram down, repeal Roe v. Wade, strengthen on Citizens United style cases. You're going to see gay, gay marriage gone by the wayside. You're going to see all these things gone by the wayside. And then guess what you're going to have? You're going to have um, you're going to have Bernie people that are going to be like, well, I, I took my stand and I didn't vote for Bernie. Or I voted for Bernie and I didn't vote for Hillary. And now all my rights are gone. But guess what? I voted for Bernie Sanders. I I kept my I kept my stance, and guess what? I got screwed out of it. That's exactly what's going to happen. It, they they anger me so much. Yeah, I had one person tell me one person a strong Democrat tell me that they were like, I'd rather vote for John Kasich before I vote for Hillary Clinton, and I'm like, you're crazy. John Kasich voted to to end like Planned Parenthood in Ohio. Look what he did with education. Education, uh, SB, Senate Bill Five. Yeah. What a nightmare! Whatever. I mean, if you See, really I, think I'm, that- in the, I'm in the camp where I love, I, I like Bernie Sanders a lot. I'm also in the camp where, how is he going to do everything he's going to say he's going to do? Like that's kind of the yeah, camp. Yeah, that's I'm in, the like, other thing. Like, too. Without Congress, yeah, he's not. How is yeah. he going to get done all these things? He said without just destroying everything, without ruining the economy, without doing any of this stuff. First of all, he's not going to be able to do any of the stuff he says he's going to do. Let's be honest. There's no way he's going to be able to get any of that shit done. So I, I again I saw another meme that said, Hey, all the seats in Congress are up, so we have a chance to take Congress too. That is a complete misunderstanding of American politics today. One, not every seat in Congress is up. And that's why? Because um, two thirds of the seat, seats in the Senate aren't up, only a third are. Among those seats, only really like six or seven are even competitive. And then in terms of the House, only a handful of seats are even competitive out of 435. Our, we don't even have a Democratic candidate right now in the 3rd District here in Pennsylvania because why would you want to run? Why would you want to run against Mike Kelly who's got like $3.5 or $3.5 million in his bank account right now? It's gerrymandered for a Republican to win. And furthermore, you're just you're never going to get – you're never going to win. You're, you're, it's just not – it's just – Right now, it's just not possible for a Democrat to win in this district. And these people think, oh, it's possible, it's possible, it's possible. They need to understand that Citizens United is hurting this country, gerrymandering is hurting this country, and it's just a misunderstanding of politics all around the board. Well, thanks for that insight. I'm anxious to see how it turns out. Yeah, I am too, yes. So, Take our next break, Adam? Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and take another break. When we come back, Scott. Mm Mm-hmm. It's time for the douche. It's time for the douche of the day. It is time. Stay tuned. Christ had dressed, so shake them. I ain't got none, but I'm planning on growing some. Imagine all the Hebrews doing that. And we're back. It's time for the final segment, the douche of the day. Muha, you know this. Becky, what we do is we nominate somebody in the news. Okay. Or just Pop some culture in general. Just yeah. Anybody really. To anybody be with you. who not necessarily has to be a douche. They can be a douche, but they can just be a real big jerk, real asshole, real right. piece of crap. So, Adam, do you have some? I got a couple. I got okay. a couple douches. Let's uh, first douche nomination is going to be legendary actor Robert De Niro. Oh, I love Robert. <laughs> Mr. Niro. Robert De Niro. Uh, this is gonna this is gonna hit you. Right at home, Scott, because you hate these kind of people. He's an anti-vaccinationist. No, he isn't. Oh, yes, he no. is. God. He is. 
Quote, on the t- uh, according to Today Show, he was apparently interviewed on the Today Show for whatever BS reason. I don't know. But Robert De Niro says, find the truth on vac- uh, vaccines. Basically, what he's saying is that he doesn't necessarily believe that, or he he kind of believes that vaccinations might cause uh, autism, and he wants scientists to find the truth, you know, find the truth to make sure that's what it is. He's kind of an anti-vaccinationist to a certain extent. Wow, that's... See, I really like him as that's, an actor. That's disappointing. The anti-vaxxer people, they are... To me, they're probably worse than the crazy Trump supporters because they're doing so much harm by not vaccinating their kids. I have a newborn baby at home. She is not old enough to get her vaccinations. You have to be a certain age. You know, a couple months you can start getting them, but you don't have the full vaccination load till you're a year, sometimes two. So she's susceptible to some of these diseases and viruses because these a-holes are yeah. not vaccinating their kids and school districts Would are- you rather have these diseases or autism? <laughs> quote, yeah. This is a quote from the Today Show article that I'm uh, looking at. And Robin Neer quote says, if you're a scientist, let's see it. Let's hear. Basically saying, let's let's hear that it doesn't cause it. And it says, De Niro says his 18-year-old son has autism. While the actor did not directly say his fears, uh, he fears vaccination caused it. He wonders about it. Did it cause it? Maybe it did. So... He is promoting, I, I wouldn't say he's promoting, I guess, but he's he's bringing it out there saying, you know, I wonder, you know, may, maybe, you know, vaccinations do cause autism. Who knows? We don't know, but we do know. We, we, we know. All right. Wow. We know. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty awful. Yeah. Do we need to do any more douches? Is that the winner? I got, an, I got another one. Okay, I was going to say, I actually thought of one. I got, a, I got one, too. Okay, go great. Add right. yeah. uh, your second one up. My second one. Have you uh, ever heard of a streamer called Legendary Leah? Do you know what a streamer is, Scott? What's a streamer? Streamer. Do you guys know what a streamer is? I okay. definitely know what a streamer is. A streamer is somebody who doesn't necessarily have to play video games online. A streamer could be anything. But it's basically somebody who... It's like live TV, but on the internet. Basically, that's what it is. So, like, if we did the podcast live, like, if we did it on Twitch or YouTube or something like that, we'd be streamers. We'd be streaming it. Well, this streamer, which I think she streams video games, is called Legendary Leah. Apparently a very popular streamer. And she got drunk during one of her streamings and basically said, essentially said, kids with cancer are meant to die. What? (laughs) Get out of here. That's basically what she said. Get out of here. Now, she's saying basically that... You know, kids with cancer. The reason why kids get cancer is they got a faulty, they got a faulty gene in their uh, uh, biology, and this that. Basically, trying to spout off biology because she apparently she was a bio- biology major when she was in college before she dropped out. So like because you know, uh, yeah, I was. Well, yeah, I was but she's basically saying that? she's basically no, saying is donate your money to these uh, cancer prevention uh, places that are trying to prevent cancer for the future but just understand you know I'm not trying she said quote I'm not trying to be an asshole I'm not being an asshole but kids with cancer are meant to die because you know they, they just have, they have faulty genes in them and that's the reason why wow she's crazy no it's not crazy yeah now mind you she was drunk during the time apparently or not admittedly drunk but you could kind of tell if you listen to the video she was a little drunk but even still i made still. that argument for clients of mine who were caught drunk driving well you know who was drunk your honor and uh, nobody laughed at I'm, sure, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure that was a great defense. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah. 
But those are my two. Those are my two douches. Um, mine is a perennial douche at Sarah Palin. Um, she made a comment and said that Bill Nye... Yeah, was, now I hate Sarah Palin. Yeah, she said that Bill Nye wasn't a scientist, and she said she was as much of a scientist uh, as Bill Nye. Listen, the, the, no, I, no, I'm no. not kidding. I she love actually Neil said that. Grass Tyson and his partner in crime is Bill Nye, the science guy, and I love him too. Yeah. Fuck Sarah Palin. Wow, that's pretty, pretty, that's pretty she's, awful. She's pretty awful. Yeah, they're they're having a debate on global warming. That would be a lot of meeting? yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. When when, when is this? What? I don't know. Um, let me take a look here. Uh, See now, he we talked about this on the podcast a while back. Bill and I debated that uh, creationist guy. Who yeah. Ken Ham. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. And that was gold. That was amazing. That was so great. I'm looking I right now. Want more of that? And it's Sarah Palin. Is it Christmas? Because that's a great present. Yeah, it's Dude, Sarah Palin is barely a politician. Bill Nye is as much of a scientist as I am. He's a children's TV host. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a children's TV. It doesn't make him any less of a scientist. Mr. Wizard was a was a children's TV host too. Mr. Wizard was awesome. Dude, I'm all about I remember this. Mr. Wizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, you guys, you guys keep going. I'm gonna look up to see when this is. Okay, okay. yeah, we'll yeah, I'm looking I've, I've at it right now. I have my douche. Oh, you have a douche. I yeah, have a douche. Yes. Um, I'm going to nominate Phyllis Shafley. She is some 90 year old conservative woman who I had never heard of before. So apparently, oh. she's pretty Sarah popular. Sarah Palin yeah. wimps out a phony debate. Yeah, she wimped out. I just she see it right out, now. Yeah. She said it's not happening. Bitch. Yeah, she would get owned, bitch. She would get owned. She would get owned. Yeah, Phyllis Shafley. She Phyllis Shafley's a piece of work. Yeah, uh, she runs one of those uh, conservative super PAC type things. She, yeah, she, she's like the founder of it. But why I'm nominating her for douche this time? She recently made a comment in the news in regards to the equal pay for women. She said, and I quote. Women need to be paid less so they can find a husband. Becky, you're shaking your head. You're a woman. How does that make you feel? Um, it kind of makes me feel like I need the rage cage. Um, the rage cage. Yeah, I feel like that is <laughs> completely that. ludicrous. That is just that sets women back. That generations. That generations. Yes, that's terrible. <laughs> that is. Wow. I am all for women making as much as men. I'm all for that. Like, there needs to be equal pay all around. I'm sorry. If you're going to do an equal job, you need to make equal money. That's that's my opinion. Of it, you know, that's that's where we stand in this What's world. the figure women make? Like, like 70, 70 cents? 70 cents? On the 70 cents on the dollar mm-hmm. to men to do the same job. Yeah. That's, that's nonsense. <laughs> so... Oh, oh, oh! I just knocked over the. Yeah. The dog just broke something. Just broke the candle. Yep. Okay, I'll take care of it. We were never here. <laughs> the dog so. broke the candle. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's crazy. The going nuts around the house. It's very good. Christopher Watkins here. <laughs> You're an All right, so we have dominated Robert De Niro, legendary Leah, legendary Leah. Phyllis Shafley and Sarah Palin. So we have four good choices. Definitely four good choices. So now we have to vote on who we think is the douchiest of them all, and we'll take the crown as the douche of the day. Becky, 
You didn't nominate anybody. I, I did not. You know what? I don't have any nominations. That's okay. So you so get to vote first. I get to vote Out first. Out of those four, who do you think should be the douche of the day? All of them. <laughs> I If only, but that doesn't yeah. count. Oh, I have to pick one. You, you have, have to pick, pick one. You have to pick one. Gosh, that's really hard. I would, I'd probably say... The girl talking about kids with cancer. That is one of the most wretched Legendary Leah. Legendary That's pretty Leah. bad. That's pretty awful. Okay. Really one awful. vote for Legendary Leah. Muha. Legendary Leah. Legendary Leah. Two Second. votes. I'm a little shocked about that. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little surprised. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. I would normally vote for... I'm not going to vote for Robert De Niro only because he's just saying what a lot of other people say. It's all BS. If you're smart enough, you're going to vaccinate your kids. Let's be honest. And he'll, and he'll probably backtrack and I'm say, sure. oh, I didn't really say that. And actually, he'll probably go... Um, I, I'm more of a... I do more of a face impression of Robert De Niro. But. I am not going to vote for Legendary Leah only because she was drunk and she's a streamer. And let's be honest, how much... Does she really affect the real world? I think that's true that to a certain degree. But how much does she that's... really? Affect? It's douchey, but how much does she really affect the real world? I don't want to vote for Sailor Palin because I feel like she's already made a douche out of herself. Yeah, by yeah. backing out of that, by saying I'll debate you, and then be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, never mind. So, what was the name of yours? Phyllis Schaefer. Schaefer. I'm gonna go Phyllis Schaefer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go her. Schaefer. Schaefer. I thought you said Schaefer. Phyllis Schaefer. I'm gonna go that. That's the route I'm gonna go. Scott with the final vote. Okay, so <laughs> I I see what you mean. Uh, what legendary Leah said about kids with cancer is horrible. Probably the worst thing yet. But like you said, I none of us knew about that. I mean, she's not going to influence that many people. I mean, I got to okay. be real with you. She had influenced that many people, but she can't get to a lot of people because you'd be surprised how popular streamers are in the real world. So streamers are very popular. They are extremely popular. What she said is wrong, and I definitely think that's worthy of being a douche of the day. I also... Phyllis Shafley, she's a horrible person, but I'm not going to vote for her. Hmm. I'm not going to vote for her because she's old and she'll be dead soon and everybody will have forgotten about her and she said horrible things in the past too so Sarah Palin no she's a, she she doesn't deserve me to talk about her I'm voting for Robert De Niro mm. I'm voting for Robert De Niro because he's somebody that I feel would have more influence than the other people People real I like Robert De Niro as an actor. I think he's a great actor. I'm very, very disappointed that he I was in a lot of movies with De Niro, the deer hunter. I shot myself in the head. It's crazy. I was crazy in that movie. It was but it was good. Also filmed in Pittsburgh. I got an Academy Award for that movie, you know. It's crazy. Very good. Very good. Best so Robert actor. De Niro is going to get my votes. Bobby. Just because I think he will influence people. Bobby got that. He got that vote for Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and people just need to vaccinate their kids. Mm -hmm. It's nonsense. Vaccinations so. scare me. They scare so me. So what does that mean, Adam? That means that we have one vote for Robert De Niro. Okay. We've got one vote, vote, uh, vote 
for your pick, Scott. Once again, I can't remember Phyllis names. Shafley. I Phyllis Shafley. I told you I'm really bad with names. <laughs> Phyllis Shafley. I only told you three minutes ago, but it okay. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. And we have two votes for Legendary Leah. Legendary Leah. So uh, does that mean that Becky and I are... Were the douches of the day? Oh wait, no. Our vote, <laughs> our vote was the douche of the day. Legendary, legendary Leah. Leah. So legendary Leah, you are the douche of the day. <laughs> I mean, come all right. On. Kids with cancer. That's um, that's, that's fucked up. That's yeah. Fucked up. That's pretty yeah, terrible. That's yeah. And you're you're trying to pass yourself off as somebody with knowledge just because you were a biology major in college, which you didn't graduate from, mind you. You didn't oh, graduate yeah. from college, so. And she yeah. streams now. Video games. I've thought about being a streamer, so I'm not going to. They make that. a lot of money. Yes, but they, you don't talk about kids a, with cancer. They make, they make a decent fucking buck. They, they make, make a lot of they money. They make a lot of money, dude. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've, had this, I've had this conversation with you before. You don't understand how that world works. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. He's not buying <laughs> it. Buying He's it. not buying the truth. Apparently, not buying it. the number one streamer on Twitch is Lyric. Uh, his name is Lyric. He has ten thousand subs, subscribers. They pay five dollars. He gets two hundred. He gets two dollars and fifty cents of every sub. So he makes on average whatever ten thousand times two hundred and fifty is, which would be. Was that? Uh, carry the two. Yeah, carry the two. $25,000 a month. $25,000 a month plus tips there's, there's plus the one, uh, sponsorships. There's the one YouTuber, the most popular video game YouTuber out there, which I don't understand. Oh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie, that's, that's his name. He's like from, where is he from? Uh, Sweden or something Yeah, like PewDiePie. The dude has like $10 million in a bank account. Yeah. He's got like $10 million just from YouTube. Yeah. Just from doing that stuff. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. he's got like, that's... He, just fucking real. PewDiePie. I'm not buying it. I'm not, I'm not buying it. I don't I, think that's a thing. Google. <laughs> it's a big thing. Google it, man. No way. Google you it. You can't make that kind of money. It's all, from, adver- it's all from advertising. It's all Twi- from advertising. Twitch.tv slash uh, Lyric slash Soda Poppin. If you a YouTube video from somebody and you have an advertisement before there, they're monetizing that advertisement. So Show they, they get a me portion of that the money. money. Well, they make me the money. They make most of their money from subscribers on Twitch. They so do, you get you get two dollars and fifty cents per month per subscriber. So if you have ten thousand subs in a month, that's twenty five grand in a month alone. My sister, who is primarily the age of these people that are probably paying these people, she's never done it before. She's never paid anybody or subscribed like that. But she, her intake mostly when it comes to media is from things like Twitch and YouTube doing that kind of stuff. She doesn't really watch TV for the most part. She watches that stuff. And that's her generation. That's the new generation coming up. They, that's how their entertainment is, intake is coming in. I watch uh, some Twitch and YouTubers. Uh, I watch some YouTubers as well. Who, I, uh, it's called Kind of Funny. I want to promote yeah. them. They're really yeah. good. Um, they're really good. They're really good. <laughs> um, they have a Twitch show. They were on IGN. Have you ever gone to IGN, like the website? Yeah. Uh, Greg Miller and <laughs> Paul Moriarty, um, they're fantastic. I watch them an awful lot on Twitch to and say, YouTube. To say people aren't getting paid by playing video games is like saying people aren't getting paid by writing about video games, but there are journalists on internet websites that get paid, like IGN, for example, to write about that kind of stuff. It's the same thing as saying that. It's okay. You can talk about it till you're blue in the face. I want to see Greenback. Google it. <laughs> Google it. What the fuck are you talking about? I just said it. Google it. Google it. You can look up the information yourself. It'll be right there. I can't, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around that. Do you can't see do the money that comes in from Batman v Superman? But I bet you believe that they made a lot of money. So, 
So anyway, let's yeah. give a shout out to uh, Hoppus Maximus from the Thirsty Dog Brewing Company for being the beer of the show. They did they did a nice job. Nice job with the beer. Thank you, guys. Legendary Leah, the douche of the day. And um, so, hey, guys, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Muha. Thank you. Muha. So... Since you came on and did this for us, why don't you promote yourself a little bit, like your law offices of Michael T. Muha. All right. Well, um, uh, if you need any work done in criminal law, if you get in trouble, or if you're going through a, a divorce or custody battle, you can contact uh, me by reaching me at 724-301-6967, the law office of Michael T. Muha. Uh, www.muhalaw.com uh, www.facebook.com forward or was it be forward slash or backslash whatever one it is muhalaw and uh, twitter.com whatever backslash forward slash whatever muhalaw and you can reach me in any of those different ways you can also send me an email at michael t muha m-i-c-h-a-e-l-t m-u-h-a at gmail.com so there you go. Very cool. That might yeah. be the first phone number we've ever aired on this show. That's fine. Hey, I'll have no problem airing a phone number if they're going to call me for business. I'm just saying that's funny. I, I, I think we've ever had one. We hope none of our listeners need legal assistance. I hope they only need legal but, assistance. But if they do, <laughs> hey, hey, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So, Becky, how was your first experience with the podcast? This has been lovely. Yeah. Really, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, I've enjoyed myself. It's tough to keep up with the three of us because we're very long-winded and we just yeah. get off. I'm, I'm even more long-winded than all of them. She's you probably have, accustomed you to you. You have to be. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very, in your profession. You have to be long-winded. Yeah, she's very accustomed to that. You know? Yes. Yes, I am. I, she'll ask me. She'll ask me, for example, like where do you want to go to dinner, and I'll literally say, "Well, my positions that we." And I'm like, <laughs> and I stop myself, and I go. Stop talking like a damn lawyer. Like, it's terrible, but... That's all right. Mm-hmm. Hey, Adam. Hey, Scott. So, how can the people listening to this wonderful podcast get a hold of us? Well, if you want to get a hold of us, give us your feedback. Give us anything. Say hi. Say what's up. Say you guys suck. <laughs> Head over to Gmail uh, and email us at fourdistraction at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook. Head over there, search for your distraction, like our page, share it with your friends, Twitter, at Podcast FYD, or just search for your distraction, Snapchat. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Sound, if you're listening, you're probably on SoundCloud as well. So if you're an Apple listener, head over to iTunes, subscribe to us, leave us a comment, like us, share us, you know, tell your friends. The only way we grow is by you telling your friends about us. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up i think i think that was a quality show yeah it was uh thanks for coming in again guys thanks for having us yeah we'll have to have you guys back definitely this was fun absolutely so adam scott what else you got i got nothing all right thanks for tuning in to for your distraction and be sure to listen to us next week when adam tells all about his personal problems (laughs) see ya